Ciao, my name is Umberto Mucci and this is with the Italian News podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Thursday, December 16, 2021. To date, considering the Italian population over 12 years old, 88.4% has received at least one dose of vaccine, 85.2% is vaccinated with two doses, while 32% is the percentage of third doses received by those who are currently eligible. Dear friends, unfortunately the situation in Italy is becoming every day more complicated. Thanks to the success of the Italian vaccination campaign, compared to the same days of last year, we have the same number of cases but a quarter of hospitalizations and less than a seventh of deaths. But the trend has been increasing for several weeks now. The Christmas vacations bring inevitable risks of family gatherings. Circulation of the Omicron variant in Italy is currently just under 1%, but cases are growing exponentially. The Italian regions are getting used to the idea that there will be new yellow zones and maybe orange ones soon. Forecasts say that the curve of the infected will grow until January, with numbers that scare 30,000 positive per day. Uh, hopefully, these numbers uh, will not be happening, but these are the provisions. 30,000 positive, positive per day. Today, there are just over 20,000. And, uh, and let's hope we are wrong, but uh, the forecasts say that we could reach 200 or maybe 250 deaths a day by Christmas. Yesterday there were 129, never so many since last April. Only from February is expected the descent of these horrible numbers. This is the picture that the Italian government has considered in the decision to prepare a new law to extend the state of emergency until March 31, 2022, and with it also the obligation throughout Italy of Super Green Pass necessary to enter almost all indoor venues and issued only to those who are vaccinated or healed. With the state of emergency, the government can let operate the organizations created for the pandemic, namely the Scientific Technical Committee, formed by doctors and experts who advise the government, and the structure that manages the vaccination campaign and the fight against COVID led by General Francesco Figliuolo. With the extension of the state of emergency, it does extend the possibility for public and private companies to let their people to work from home. Procedures for the purchase of goods and the awarding of contracts relating to the health emergency are accelerated, thus reducing the bureaucratic steps required by tenders. Regional governors will be left with greater powers to sign more restrictive ordinances for the containment of contagions with respect to government provisions. And in fact, there are many events planned for the Christmas holidays that have been cancelled in recent days to avoid increasing the risk of contagion. Meanwhile, from today there is the obligation of vaccination for teachers, military and police, as was already the case for health workers. Those who refuse the vaccine are suspended from work and, does not, and do not receive a salary. It is about 100,000 people and there is concern about how to replace them in the role they occupied until today, at least until they decide to vaccinate and can return to their posts. In Italian intensive care units, three out of four patients are not vaccinated. And also today begins the vaccination of children aged 5 to 11 years, which is not mandatory but strongly recommended. Europe is in great difficulty because of the arrival of the Omicron variant, which according to the WHO is more contagious than the Delta mutation and represents a very high global risk. In Eastern Europe, the numbers are dire. 
Great Britain, where soon the Omicron variant will surpass the Delta, have almost four times more than us the daily number of new cases, never so many in a single day in the Great Britain since the beginning of the pandemic. While in Germany, both the number of new cases and the number of deaths per day is double than ours. Even in France, the cases are sometimes double and sometimes triple the number of Italian daily cases. And while the US recommends Americans not to go on vacation in Italy, Italy protects itself from European visitors. Since yesterday, those who are vaccinated enter Italy only with a negative swab, while those who are not vaccinated and arrive in Italy from a foreign country, even European, will have to do five days of quarantine and then can end it only with a negative swab. This has provoked the anger of the European Commission, but not <coughs> of the European Council, which is the difference. The first is a kind of an independent European government, the second is the body where the heads of European governments sit. The latter know very well how delicate and dangerous it is for each of the countries they govern to have open and uncontrolled borders. That is why they are not angry with Italy. Indeed, <coughs> some of them, as Greece, Portugal, France and Ireland, have followed our example. Italy has taken this decision because it wants to defend the 20 days of advantage that it has on the spread of Omicron compared to other European countries. For example, in Great Britain, uh, it is uh, uh, going to be prevalent uh, uh, in a few days. These 20 days are the ones in which an average of 9 million Italians will receive the third booster dose that secures citizens who, otherwise, with two doses, would have a significant change, chance of contagion. The head of the government, Draghi, explained it this way, and I quote, we have taken back this normality at the price of more than 134,000 deaths. We will defend it tooth and nail. A proposal has been communicated whereby in Italy new cars uh, with internal combustion uh, engines will stop being sold by 2035, <coughs> while for vans and light commercial transport vehicles this deadline is moved to 2040. The proposal can still be, still be modified in the discussion between government ministers and the European Union as well as in the confrontation with trade associations. The proposal must then arrive in the Italian Parliament, which has the last word. Not everyone agrees, indeed many raise doubts and protests. The road, even if the year of the beginning of the revolution may change, is however traced, and car manufacturers have already moved. <coughs> For example, in 10 years, 70% of the cars sold in Europe by Stellantis which is the name of the group that includes what once was called Fiat, will be plug-in, hybrid or pure electric, pure electric. If you haven't done it yet, please check our website with Italians.com for the exclusive interview, our last of this 10th year of interviews, that the Italian Minister of Foreign Affairs gave me. For the first time, the Minister announces that 2024 will be the official year of Route Tourism, Il Turismo delle Radici, to welcome all the Italians all over the world to come back to Italy to the places their family is originally from. On a different topic, last Tuesday, the Minister was in Paris to present Rome's bid to host Expo 2030, with a wonderful video that you'll find on our website. The Eternal Cities bid was presented under the theme People and Territories, Urban Regeneration, Inclusion and Innovation. Rome's mayor added that Rome is a unique city that shows its thousands of years of history and a bastion of culture and science that is the ideal place for Expo 2030. Rome will be up against Busan, South Korea, Moscow, Russia, Odessa, Ukraine and Riyadh, Saudi Arabia in the race to host Expo 2030. The decision will be announced in 2023. 
Rome's Expo 2030 could be the perfect end of a very important decade for Italy. Rome will host the Ryder Cup in 2023, as we said 2024 will be the tourism year. In 2025, Rome will have the Christian Jubilee that takes place every 25 years. In 2026, Milan and Cortina will host the Winter Olympics. It would be perfect to end this de decade with Rome's Expo 2030. It's all for now, it's all for today. I'll see you next uh, Monday. My name is Umberto Mucci. Please stay safe and take care. This was with Italia News. Ciao from Rome.